Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Bitcoin podcast. Thank you for joining us and joining me on today's show is Molly Spears at Coin Corner Molly. She works at the uh, exchange in the Isle of Man, Coin Corner. She uh, will talk you through her rabbit hole journey and how she ended up working uh, in marketing for a Bitcoin exchange, which you will find uh, very interesting, I am sure. And thank you, Molly, for speaking up and being a Britcoiner, but more importantly, being a female voice in the space. Really appreciate you coming on and sharing your journey. Before we do this episode, I, of course, want to give the shout outs and the deserved shills. Uh, we'll start with a UK Bitcoin exchange, coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten. Bitcoin only exchange where you can auto buy and smash buy. Get across there and check them out. Across the pond in the US, thank you so much for tuning in. Swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten. Have you covered? Go start stacking your sats. Start DCAing out of your dollars and into Satoshis. Use Swanbitcoin. They are the best of the rest. Across Europe, you have Relay, R-E-L-A-I dot C-H forward slash bitten. Who have you covered with your Euros and your Swiss to get some Satoshis? Start stacking with those guys. Dollar cost averaging, fiat cost averaging, that's the way to do it. But when you own those coins, please get them off the exchanges or the apps, guys. Take control. Get them on a hardware wallet. You can use Bitbox02, Bitcoin only edition. That's shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bitten. That will get you a 5% discount. Let's meet Molly, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the show and thank you for listening. Okay, we are recording. We are live with Molly from Coin Corner. How are you doing? Hi, guys. I'm good, thank you. How are you both? Oh, sorry, is that we are very, very well. People know that. Yes, sitting in sitting in for Lauren is Samuel uh, because Lauren's on a call right now, and uh, we have moved outside today because it's beautiful. So there might be some chirping in the background, a little bit of ambient noise. So, mate, you, you've been practicing your question. What's your question for Molly? What's an exchange? Oh, delivery. Look at that. Wow, that was uh, direct, wasn't it? Um, okay, <laughs> so a Bitcoin exchange, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, so a Bitcoin exchange is um, basically just a platform where you can go and buy and sell Bitcoin. Um, I guess the way I like to describe it to people who don't sort of fully understand is um, sort of likening it to like an FX exchange. So, you know, when you go on holiday, you take your pounds and you go in into the shop. I don't know if there's any, many of them left nowadays. Um, but you, you know, you go into the shop and you say, I can I have a hundred pounds worth of euro, hundred pounds worth of euros. Um, and they, you know, they give you the euro equivalent. Um, so as a Bitcoin exchange, we're exactly the same. Um, you know, you sign up for an account with Coin Corner, you come to us, you want to buy a hundred pounds worth of Bitcoin and we give you that and away you go. Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool, isn't it? 
yeah. Would you like to work in exchange one day? Maybe. I'm not quite sure. Well, you, can Maybe. Ask, you can ask Molly what, what, what's a, like a, a day in the life like for, for working at an exchange. What do you think people do there? Um, work. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty broad. Well, let's find out from Molly. What, what is a typical day uh, working at an exchange? Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, first of all, there is no typical day. Um, well, certainly not a coin point anyway. Um, I mean, it very much depends on what sort of department you're in. Obviously, I'm in marketing, um, so my days vary depending on what's going on in uh, the wonderful world of Bitcoin. Um, but uh, I don't know. Um, I'll talk from a marketing perspective because that's probably easier. I mean, I don't know what goes on in compliance and accounts. Um, but yeah, from sort of like a typical day in marketing, um, you know, always we're always watching the news, seeing what's going on. Um, spend a lot of time on Bitcoin Twitter, which is great. I actually get paid to do that. Um, you know, we currently working on at the moment, like certain marketing campaigns for upcoming events. I can't give too much information about that because it's secret information. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, mainly in terms of marketing, we're just very reactive. Um, our marketing is very much driven by what's going on in Bitcoin and I mean, I'm sure you guys know that it, it it can change literally overnight, whether that just be the price alone. Um, so, yeah, never a dull day, that's for sure. Working in a Bitcoin exchange um, keeps it exciting, keeps me on my toes. Wow. <laughs> that wasn't very Do helpful. Do you have any further questions? <laughs> it was. Um, I don't have any more questions. No? No. Okay, cool. They were two great well, questions. Do you want to say goodbye Thank to Molly? You. Well, thank you. That was pretty cool. Thank you for asking me them questions. They were good. Have a good podcast. Thank you, honey. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Molly. Uh, <laughs> you you have your own kids, I believe. Is that correct? Yes, I have one one little boy. How old is he now? Uh, so he's just turned four, actually. Um, which I mean, I say like every age is my favorite age, but this is probably, this is probably my favorite age. The, the sort of like, I don't like have younger cousins or anything like that. Um, so I've never kind of realized how sassy four-year-olds could be. Um, that's come as a bit of a shock, but you know, it's all good fun. You just got to laugh it off. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I don't know when you posted it, it was a while back, but you, you were giving him a Bitcoin lesson. And uh, you you put you posted the little video. It was very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's so I've I've done videos with him for a little while actually. Um, we just do kind of spontaneous ones, but I think I don't know if the one you're talking about. Um, there was one where I was showing him logos for banks, and he, he I was asking him what um, what bank what what was it basically, and he was like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Um, and then I show him the logo for Bitcoin, and he he instantly recognizes Bitcoin. Um, so I like to think that, you know, it's going to be part of the next generation of Bitcoiners, but it's probably also the fact that I just talk about it all day, every day at home. Um, but no, he's, he's, it is interesting. And um, certainly from like a, as a parent um, to imagine how sort of like, you know, when your kids grow up, what is going to be the state of this world that we live in, um, you know, in terms financially, uh, you know, because if he's a four-year-old and he, he knows what Bitcoin is, I like to think there's hope. <laughs> <laughs> are you the only crazy in the house or is your husband partner down the rabbit hole the same as you 
Um, he has Bitcoin, but he's not necessarily uh he's he's not fully bought in like I am. He's very much um oh, I'm trying to think. I think you have to be a certain type of person to be a Bitcoiner, a bit open, you know, kind of open-minded and kind of I'm trying to, I don't know what the word is, but you know, my husband, he's an engineer. Um, so it's kind of like very black and white for him. Um, so I think the, you know, we've had conversations about he can't, he doesn't understand how there's value to Bitcoin if it's, you know, uh, like a digital currency, um, which is, you know, it's a fair point. It's very hard to get your head around. Um, but he does have Bitcoin um, and he's always very happy when the price goes up. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Bottles of champagne are popped in the, yeah. uh, in the Spears household. I, yeah, I'm sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> you, you also, the other day, this was a great um, response to one of my tweets. I tweeted something out because I did a, an interview with Nathan from Bitcoiner Jobs. Mm-hmm. And when I tweeted out his episode, I said something along the lines of, you know, leave your, it's time to leave your nine to five fiat job. And your response was the best. Uh, <laughs> and t- Time to go 24 seven Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it does to you. That is what it does to you. And that is... Yeah, it's certainly what it feels like. Um, I think I remember replying to that, actually, and I think I said as well, you know, like my contract at Coin Corner is nine to five, but reality is, yeah, you do end up working 24-7 because it's just nonstop. Like Bitcoin itself is, is 24-7, um, you know, certainly the sort of market we're in at the moment, you go to bed and the price is, I don't know, like 60K, you wake up the next day and it's 50K, like, these these things are literally happening overnight um and it does it it's exciting and i mean i love it i've been in this industry six years six years six years now um and yeah bitcoin has given me more sleepless nights than my, my child ever did um but yeah it's it is non-stop and it's not it's not a bad thing um it's exciting it's it's crazy to think that the industry can move that fast you know you can you can go to bed and something will be happening you wake up the next day it's completely changed um and the FOMO is real you know you sit there and you're like oh I can't believe I missed that uh overnight but yeah it is for any for anyone who you know is sort of considering a career in bitcoin or cryptocurrency you've definitely got to be prepared that it does not you don't just close your computer at five o'clock and go home it is um all consuming shall we say (laughs) So how did you find it? What was your kind of path to the the entrance of the rabbit hole? Oh, wow. Um, so, so before I um, joined Coin Corner, I was, okay, let me, let me rewind back a little bit. Um, I graduated from uni in 2013, I think it was. So my degree is actually fashion management, um, but, and it had a side of marketing. And then I went to uni in Southampton in the UK. Um, and then I moved back home to the Isle of Man, which is where I was born and raised. Um, and then while I was back, I got a job as a, I wanted to go into the sort of like the realms of marketing. So I got a job as a marketing assistant for um, a hotel and leisure chain that's over here. And that was great. I was with them for a year and a half um, and it was all very local sort of marketing, which was, you know, it's interesting. It's marketing's marketing um but on a sort of local level it's slightly different to when you when you go global um but I'll get to that bit in a minute 
so I was with the with this company for a year and a half and then I was just kind of wanting to progress a little bit um and you know being sort of local there's not so much progression in those roles really um so this was 2014 I think just so I'd just been there just over a year um when I started sort of looking around see what else was out there um and then I saw a position that was being advertised at coin corner for um a marketing position uh so coin corner was founded in june 2014 um i didn't join so i didn't join until april 2015 um but i applied for the job around about the time that they launched went for the interview um it's kind of crazy to think now that when I applied for that job and went for interview, there was like very little resources around Bitcoin. Um, I think, you know, when you go for any job, you, you want to research the company, you want to research the industry, you want to go in knowing your stuff. Um, but yeah, certainly back in 2014, there was, there was nothing really to go on. So I kind of winged it. Um, obviously I had my sort of marketing experience, but in terms of Bitcoin, I knew nothing. I hadn't even heard of Bitcoin. Um, and you know, what sort of information out there was very little. So went along to the interview, um, must have <laughs> winged it well, I guess, because then I got offered the job and Coin Corner being a startup at the time, there was like, you know, I didn't join until sort of six months later after um, the initial funding. And yeah, and then I joined in April, 2015 and I've been here ever since. So yeah, just over six years, mad. <laughs> And so did you start stacking after you joined or before? What was the, you don't have to answer that, by the way. If, oh, no, um, that's okay. If, yeah, if you're not comfortable. I just wonder, like, um, did it suddenly start when you were there and interacting with the other guys and you know, what kind of influence did, did they have on, on your decision-making for investing? Because it's, it's a big step, uh, it, you know, especially as a young lady that's possibly thinking about starting a, a family right yeah. this is this is this is this is funny money yeah. for for most people yeah for sure so i think um when i went along when i got invited back for you know second interview and we got talking more about bitcoin i did have, i had a lot of questions um and i think i did sort of dabble at the beginning you know the great thing about coin corner is we you can buy as little as 10 pounds so i think i fully took advantage of that and you know just threw a tenner in to see what um what it was basically you know especially if you're going to be marketing a product you want to understand how it works and you know so, so that you can best market it um so back in 2000 when i actually joined i think the price of one bitcoin was around about 240 dollars which you know when you think of the price at the moment you're sort of like 50 60 grand um yeah I think you do you always have regrets you wish you had bought more but you know I I firmly believe you know everything happens for a reason and at the time when I joined coin corner I was actually getting married later that year um we just bought a house so you know financially you know financially 240 quid was actually a lot of money to invest in something that I first of all didn't fully understand um you know I firmly believe with any investment that you you make you you know do your own research that acronym is is rife in this industry and you know back then 
there wasn't enough information to research um it was this weird and wonderful concept I think um so yeah I didn't I personally didn't have the sort of like dis, uh, what do you call it disposable income to to spare um at the time and you know you, I sit there now and I think oh if only you knew but I'm sure everybody feels that way I've spoken to so many people who heard about Bitcoin and but then didn't do anything until like five years later and yeah you can't predict the future can you so I have no regrets um you know I am where I am today and I I buy now I DCA um and yeah that's a it's kind of where I am now so yeah no regrets I do remember those days very well mm. when you were trying to find that information oh my goodness yeah yeah I mean look I mean, as I don't know if it's like a female thing as well. Maybe, maybe not. Um, I think females are a little bit more risk adverse as well when it comes to sort of investing. Um, and, you know, as someone at the time who was sort of fresh out of uni, um, getting married, buying a house, $240, you know, it doesn't seem like a lot. But I think when you have all these other things going on, plus, you know, yeah that sort of mm, that money could be better spent you know with a wedding or I might need that money for one of my mortgage payments in a couple of months time um yeah but we look back on those days and we remember them longingly I think (laughs) it's why it's exactly why I try and push people so hard towards the the DCA Mm. or the um the FCA, the fiat cost average, uh, depending where yeah. you live, it's not always dollars that you're using. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so for anybody listening, that is the best entry. That's mm-hmm. the easiest, you know, without going, you know, both feet in. And yeah, like you said, I think there is something to. There's something. There's definitely something different uh, between the male and the, and the female psyche. And you know, we talk about this a lot in the space. Why mm-hmm. this? Why is it so male heavy? Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a risky asset and it certainly was five years ago. I mean, it's been de-risked over time yeah. and you know, I, my conviction level is now just through the roof, but I still want people just to DCA, just to take it easy because very few of us have been exposed to, in the UK, it's crazy, right? Like very few of my even friends would even own stocks or shares. Mm. They, they, it's such a weird thing in the u.s it's way more accepted and i think um talked about or even and it just seems to be in the family yeah that you would get passed down stocks i don't ever remember that happening in the uk to, to any any of my friends or any of my family gatherings my my family talking about what stocks or shares they own and my dad even worked in finance so <laughs> it's weird did you find the same um yeah I mean I outside of Bitcoin I really I don't have any other sort of investments it's never really been on my radar um like you say it's not something you're kind of taught about especially not like at school um and from a family's perspective I don't think I'm not that I'm aware of (laughs) my family um don't sort of have any stocks and shares investments um so I think that probably contributed to sort of my uh I can't think of the word but you know my hesitance towards 
buying a full Bitcoin at the time. Um, now, if uh, if Bitcoin ever went back down that low, I would sell my life, <laughs> sell a kidney, sell sell everything I could. Um, not investment advice, by the way. Um, but yeah, I think you're just you're just not ta- <laughs> you're laughing. Um, you know, you're just not taught these things, um, and I think that certainly contributes towards you know people's lack of understanding. You know, even just with money in general. You know, when you're trying to explain Bitcoin to people, I think I think people don't. I think first and foremost, people don't understand money, which is why then they they struggle to understand Bitcoin, because you're just not you're just not taught. And every, you know, everyone thinks, you know, at the moment, you know, coming out the other side of coronavirus, you've got, you know, the uh, Federal Reserves and stuff, um, you know, printing money like there's no tomorrow. And people are like, oh, it's OK. You know, they're just printing money. It's fine. We're all going to be we're all going to be OK. But they just they're not understanding that that's not a good thing. Um, and I, th- I think and I was the same, like until I actually um you know join coin corner and started learning and understanding bitcoin i had no i never knew any of that stuff i didn't know i never knew anything about the economy or inflation or it's it's i don't know like it's concerning um but hopefully everyone will come sort of realize that at some point i hope um because you know being in Bitcoin and you see the the benefits and you can see sort of like the light at the end of the tunnel and you, you just want to share that with everybody. Um, you know, you want your friends and family to, to benefit like you, like you are, but without, you know, taking that time to learn and understand Bitcoin, it's, it's hard to convince people. I think. I think it's, oh, it's just so insidious the way it's, we're shrouded from it, mm. you know, growing up like you said you're not taught it at any level it's not no. even it's not even a question of of teaching kids about even you know what what a stock is and you being able to own a share mm. like you don't you don't, even, you don't get taught things like mortgages and that sort of stuff at school do you you know like simple life lessons you know you get taught algebra like i haven't used algebra <laughs> like since i left school um but yeah you just, I would love to see sort of more. I mean, it would be great if they taught Bitcoin at schools. Um, I'm actually going into a school next week, not to talk Bitcoin, but to talk. It's like a, um, it's like a careers thing. Um, but these are like year six students. So they are nine, 10 years old. So I will be sure to mention Bitcoin and hopefully try and, you know, dumb it down to sort of that level. Um, but who knows that could be the that i'd like to hope that could be the start of of bitcoin in schools but i don't know maybe i'm being a bit overly ambitious there <laughs> take some take some merch with you take some little bitcoin books or uh shamari is a great thing as well just yeah. just lay them around for socks. the kids <laughs> oh yes your socks of course i was yeah. going to talk to you about your socks uh, um, but last okay. thing to just to close out on on that topic mm-hmm. um is it's kind of crazy as well when you think about like the the lack of education you had around that when you live on the Isle of Man, which yeah. is all about being the center of finance. And this is where everybody offshores their money typically yeah. or um, historically. Yeah. And everybody there seems to be employed in some way, shape or fashion in the financial engineering business, whether mm-hmm. it's wealth management or 
but yet still, and it's such a small island, yeah. but yet still you had no exposure. It's madness. No, and, you know, my dad, he worked for a number of... Um, I'm not going to not going to name drop companies, but sort of like he was in the finance in like that financial world. Um, and I was I was aware of it, but not exposed to it as such. You know, it's just not conversations that you have. Um, and like you say, yeah, the Isle of Man is this this hub of financial services. Um, and yeah, and I'm, I'm born and raised Isle of Man. So I've, I've been around it my whole life, but it's just not it's just not something that you it's just not a conversation that ever comes up really. Um, I mean, until I bought my house, like I didn't know how a mortgage worked or it is, it is just mad when you think of the amount of money that you are, you know, playing with essentially. Um, yeah. Lack of education is just, it's ridiculous, isn't it? You believe it is done for a reason. This is the way they want it. <laughs> uh, maybe if I put my tin hat on, then yeah. Like I think sometimes, uh, I'm trying to think like how best to word this. I think sometimes the less people know the better. Um, but that's very that sounds very conspiracy theorist. Um I just actually yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I think this is why why we have so many issues, you know, like with Bitcoin now is the sort of real the people are like clicking on um to that's not the way it has to be. Bitcoin is here to you know in terms of like you know bitcoin means bitcoin literally fixes this <laughs> that's the best <laughs> meme that's and you guys you you guys do some killer memes yourselves and that ties in with your socks because then you mm -hmm. go and make socks out of the memes and i've been I, i've loved your memes uh with each um ten thousand uh ceiling that we break so when we broke <laughs> 20 you had a meme for that 30 40 50 60 and i'm sure you've got one up your sleeves for 70 uh, <laughs> uh yeah no we haven't at the moment um yeah those memes were so we actually have everything we do here at coin corner is in-house so we have an in-house graphics team um believe it or not it's actually our accountant who he does sort of like the the 3d printing um the sort of like rendering uh i can't remember what's called blender the 3d gift making thing um he does that as like a hobby on the side so our gifts were actually inspired by some of the work that he's done shout out to dave um so yeah we we did we started a bit of a it was a bit of a trend really we created this gif of this roller coaster guy smashing through the chart at like 20k and then we did one for 30 and then 40 and was it 35 and 40? I don't know. I can't remember what it was 5k intervals. Um, and then it became a thing like people were expecting the next one. Um, and yeah, the pressure to get those, you know, as the price was going up like so fast, it was very hard to turn around those gifts so fast. Um, so I think we got to 50k. I don't, I don't know if we did one for 60k. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, gifts we're big on gifts and memes in this office. We do, we do love a good gift and meme. Um, but yeah, everything's done in house, which is great. It just means you can turn it around dead fast. Give some memes of marketing, right? Yeah. As I, it's quite interesting. Um, because we actually, I think it was Brad Michelson from eToro, um, released a, I don't know, it's like a report, uh, sort of like towards the end of last year. Cause I think they started sort of looking at gifts, especially on Twitter, you know, with Bitcoin Twitter, we love our gifts on there. Um, and it was the, from a, like a marketing perspective, it was the concept that a lot of people are using GIFs 
um, you know, to add to a tweet to give it that extra something. And so I think Itaro started it first or they did the report first about it, basically saying, you know, it's just another way um, for brand exposure. You create these gifts and then, you know, you put your little bit of branding um, in the bottom. And every time someone is using your gifts, you're essentially getting brand exposure, which is really great. Um, it was a brilliant concept. And it's, if I can't, it, I believe it's Brad Michelson um, from Itaro that kind of, I know they did the report, but I don't know if they were the first ones to come up with it, but you know, it was a great idea. Um, and that's what we do now as well. As well. We create all our own gifts and we brand them Coin Corner. Um, so we have like, I think one of our most popular ones is a rocket taking off. Um, and we've branded, put the Bitcoin logo on there and you've got Coin Corner in the bottom corner. So every time that's used and shared, um, again, you use the tag. So if you search Bitcoin rocket or um, I can't even remember what the tags are, but you know, whatever people are searching for at that point in time, and then people are using it, it's obviously contributing towards your, your own brand exposure um, in a really cheap and easy way. So yeah, that's the, the hot trend at the moment, isn't it? GIFs. They're great. They're all great. Yeah. And uh, I love the fact I'm going to give uh, a little bit of shit to some of the memers out there if they're listening. Greg, <laughs> Greg, Greg Zarge, Pubby, uh, Chairforce, and all you guys, you, you're getting wiped the f you're getting you know, dave from accounting is owning you all i just want to just want to i just want to say that right now you got to step your games up oh my god he will love that <laughs> good good work dave uh so just to stay on exchanges quickly because uh -huh. very very um pertinent uh news right now is the the news out of turkey that this uh this guy has disappeared from one of the biggest turkish exchanges uh, bitcoin exchanges with um with all of the customers money so mm. we're getting into the realms of not your keys not your coins again yeah when um when you guys saw that news hit how did you um obviously it's such a damn shame we, we try and teach as many people as possible mm. um yeah do, how, how did that hit hit home at, at, at coin corner um you know it's a difficult one because you know not your keys, not your coins. That's such an important message. The whole purpose of Bitcoin is to be in control of your own funds. Um, and, you know, even as an exchange, we do encourage customers to buy and, you know, take their coins off and look after them themselves. I think the struggle that we have, um, and I'm sure other, you know, exchanges feel the same is, so we're very big, we're a beginner focused exchange. Um, so we, you know, we have a very easy to use platform. Everything is very simple. We're not trader focused. Um, so the sort of people that, you know, our customers are people who are new to Bitcoin um, and don't necessarily understand the, you know, concept of um, self-custody. And for a lot of people, it is easier to leave your coins on exchanges. I mean, we we know that. I'm sure other exchanges know that people don't want the, the hassle or the... Um, the responsibility, I think it's, it's essentially like keeping cash under your mattress, isn't it? It's that, that the responsibility is with you. Um, it's, it's a tough one. You can, all you can do is educate people and encourage them to, to, you know, to do their own research and read all about it and understand that these things do happen. We've seen it so many times before, not necessarily, not so much, you know, like with the actual, I can't remember, is he, is he, was he a co-founder or CEO, like running away with the, um, 
with the funds but you know unfortunately you do see exchanges get hacked um it's not uncommon not so much nowadays thankfully more so in the early days you know you've got mount gox that was notorious um but yeah it, it comes down to the fact that i just think people are getting involved and buying bitcoin um but then not not wanting to I guess it's like with a bank, isn't it? You know, you have your funds and they look after it. And that's kind of what a lot of exchanges are to people. They are a place where they go and buy Bitcoin and they hold the funds and they don't have to worry about it. They don't have to worry about, you know, your your 12 word phrases. All you have to worry about is a username and a password um, and your 2FA. And that's all you have to remember. You don't have to remember all the, the 12, 24, whatever seed words, seed phrases that you have. Um, so yeah, that one is always always going to be a tricky one, I think. Just, I don't know, maybe one day we'll get there with with people, um, you know, looking after their own funds. But yeah, unfortunately, news like this is not always great, especially not for exchanges like us. Absolutely not. And I'm sure it... Oh, Daniel, I lost you. Are you there? I think it's put a little bit of fun. We've had this like eight days it's been tied to the um the fall in hash rate with the uh, the miners going offline mm. in china it's been tied to the um people just getting wiped out of leveraged positions yeah and now this turkish exchange drama a lot of people they're gonna look at this especially if they're new to the space and just mm. start and yeah. start selling out and unfortunately they're gonna panic out and it's such a shame because mm. the people buying are going to be big hedge funds. It's going to be Michael Saylor. <laughs> it, well, yeah, exactly. We all know he buys every month. I like, know. Uh, He's it, got the biggest DCA around here. Yeah, I, I, I need to message him. I hope he's still using my Swan Link because, uh, you know, that would be some nice, some nice call. <laughs> that would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think you're, you're right, you know, What's... you do look at um, everything that's going on. And I, I don't know, I, I, I wonder if that comes with, I think it comes with like the sort of bull, the bull run territory that we're in, um, you know, everything kind of amplifies by just majorly, you know, it just becomes chaos. I, I was, I can't remember who I was talking to the other day, but sometimes you, I think you, you do just prefer the, the, the peacefulness of bear markets, you know, because it means you can crack on doing what you're doing as, you know, as a company building, um, it's, it's the perfect time to build your, your up around your products and services. Um, but you know, then the, the bull market comes and it's all chaos, absolute chaos all day, every day for as long as the bull, the bull market exists, uh, the period of bull market. So yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. It's uh, a little bit chaotic at the moment to say the least. <laughs> How does that affect the does the exchange on on weeks like that for you guys? Just right, the amount you, of transactions that they spiked. Can you just say that again, Daniel? I lost you for a minute there. Yeah, sure. How does that affect you guys on on um, like weeks like this where it's gone crazy? Do you just get a huge spike in in transactions and uh, kind of activity on the on the platform? Yeah, of course, like obviously we, you know, with the price movements, we do, we see an increase in numbers of customers coming through the door. Um, and certainly with people buying and selling. Um, I think we've, we've said 
publicly before as well. You know, this court, this sort of first quarter where the price has been so crazy. Um, this has been our best quarter one ever. Um, and I think we're not alone in saying that. I think Kraken and Coinbase have also come out saying similar. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's just, it's all hands on deck during this sort of um, time, you know, our guys in customer support are just stuck at the computers all day because you have people coming in with questions, um, you know, from, it really, it really does mean that all the departments have to ramp up. And I think where we were in a position in 2017, we, we were, I think half the size we are now team wise. Um, so we sort of took the, the, the three year bear market to grow the team and prepare for this next bull market. Um, because yeah, I think like, I don't think we were alone in the last um, bull market to say that it was chaos and we didn't, it was quite overwhelming at times. I know there was a couple of exchanges that turned off like signups and stuff like that. And we certainly felt that too, obviously being much smaller, but still in terms, you know, the price goes crazy. We have new customers signing up, then we have more support questions coming through and it's just, it's a, an av- a snowball effect. Um, but no, I think we're, I I'm, don't want to jinx it, but I like to think that we're prepared this time, certainly more so than last time anyway. <laughs> and now we'll move on to your socks. Uh, okay. Well, not your socks, uh, not the ones <laughs> you're actually wearing right now, but uh, the, the the other product you have. So hmm. you've managed to find the perfect job then. You you can market within Bitcoin yeah. and then lean on your fashion degree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. The most fashionable item in in Bitcoin merch are mm. the Mount Gox socks. So, what's um? Do you have a role to play in that, like tongue and cheek? Yeah. So actually, um, so I was one of the co-founders per se of um of Mount Socks. Um, gosh, I don't know if you know how to begin this story. I think I think <laughs> um you know Bitcoin merch is very popular in this industry everyone everyone loves rockets and Bitcoin merch um I think we were just talking one day about what you know what what could we do to get involved um just concepts I think we we were looking because Samson Mao he has obviously his caps um which we've all got here at the office they're great and you know we were talking about caps but you're like no what else what else would people wear um that's not necessarily too specific or too kind of niche um and socks came up and you know everybody wears socks you know maybe not if you don't have legs and that would be a bit awkward but you know you can use them (laughs) collect them instead um so yeah so we looked into uh bitcoin socks and the the whole concept with mount socks is that we want to help it it comes down to to our whole ethos at Coin Corner, which is educating people um, around Bitcoin and making sure that people know what they're what they're doing when it comes to Bitcoin, you know. But there's only so many videos and websites and blogs you can read before it all just comes a bit samey. Um, so with Mount Socks, it's actually we we came up with the concept of wanting to educate people in a bit of a, a different way. Um, so how it works is that every month we would release a sock, um, that was talking about something that had happened in the industry or was kind of like a historical event, um, in, 
in Bitcoin's life. So off the top of my head, um, my favorite one personally is Bitcoin Pizza Day. And I know we've got that coming up soon. Um, so we did a Bitcoin Pizza Day sock and it talked about where the, where it came from, um, you know, and, and links to reference and stuff. And the great thing, the Pizza Day socks ones are great because we actually had custom um pizza sock boxes made up as well so that the socks get delivered in like a coin corner amount socks branded pizza box um and it's just a fun it's just a fun way i think to learn about bitcoin i mean we have so we had so many designs um we've actually stopped production at the moment because we've we've got like 15 designs um and you know mount socks is essentially just a a marketing campaign for coin corner so it's it doesn't we don't want to take too much time but yeah we had um we had pizza day we had a cold storage sock which was all designed around um you know penguins in the you know it was a cold theme sock with snow we had we've got a bullish sock with a bull running up the um bitcoin price chart we've got a whale sock um we've got rocket to the moon sock that one's actually sold out we even the two that we've sold out um are rocket to the moon and, and um bitcoin roller coaster guy which was a fan favorite um and yeah with the whole concept with mount socks we tried to include some of the sort of fundamentals of bitcoin so when i talk about them being sold out they were limited edition um you know like bitcoin it's capped at 21 million our socks were capped at 250 pairs each um we also yeah so it was just trying to remember off the top of my head limited edition they could only be bought with Bitcoin. So we were helping people to encourage, sorry, we were encouraging people to un, to sort of like learn and understand how Bitcoin transactions worked. Um, so they would actually have to send Bitcoin, obviously, to receive the socks, uh, which we, again, think is like a really important part of of understanding Bitcoin, because if you, if you don't understand how it works or how you can use it to pay for products and services, then you're, you're missing out. Um, and then, yeah, historical events. So kind of like really important days in the industry and we also had proof of sock so this was like a bit of a gimmicky feature but it was um we would sign the sock with um sort of like our message and it would have a qr code and then when the person received the sock they could then scan the qr code and check the message and essentially ensure that they were genuine um mount socks socks uh which i know has been a not like um the proof of sock, but sort of proving the authenticity of high value items in the, with Bitcoin. Um, that's something that has been talked about. So that was just essentially what we were trying to show on a small, small scale. Yeah. I love them as well. Uh, yeah. Danny sent me some over and um, I think I have Bitcoin roller coaster guy. Oh, wow. Although I don't, I don't think the resale value of uh, of worn socks is going to be that high. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on it depends on your audience, I guess. There's always a market. <laughs> <laughs> don't take this to a weird place, Molly. Please. <laughs> I don't know. You should see some of the DMs I get. They're, I'm pretty sure they would buy my roller coaster socks if I had some. <laughs> oh my goodness. What um the, what I did want to say as well that mm. the 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 little um explainer that comes uh yeah. in the packet the best bookmarks by the yes. way yes yeah 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 did you did you tweet a photo the other day yes yeah i never ever thought of them like that but that's brilliant i have to remarket them as uh as bitcoin bookmarks brilliant you got a two-in-one there <laughs> 
So how then do you feel, if you look back over the last five or six years that you've mm. been working at Coin Corner, interacting with Bitcoin, being around real life Bitcoiners, you you lucky people to actually like get to spend all day long with Bitcoiners where everybody else on Bitcoin Twitter is lonely as F. Yeah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> they're, they're only, their only outlet is to like uh, connect with each other on, on Twitter and whether that memeing at each other, uh, DMing each other, fighting with each other, that, you know, <laughs> it, it, it happens, but that's where it has to happen because, you know, especially this last year, it's been impossible to go out and meet each other. Yeah. You've been fully immersed in it now. What's changed in you personally, do you think, over that time? Is there anything that you can put your finger on that's changed your personality or the the way that you fundamentally think about things or something you've stopped doing? And, oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah, that's actually a really good question. I think um, I was – this actually came up in conversation the other day is at some point I think your mindset changes and you start – you know, even if you just go out to grab a, a drink or a coffee or somewhere from someone, you know, from the coffee shop, you sit there and you're like, oh, how many sats could I get for, for this, you know, five pound coffee or well, I don't know how much they cost, but you know, your whole mindset um, changes. I've certainly seen that in that you do, I mean, I, you know, we joke about selling, selling a kidney to buy, to buy Bitcoin on Twitter. Um, but it's not far from the truth. You know, you do sit there and you're like, do I really need, you know, and from a female perspective, do I really need another handbag? Do I really need another pair of shoes? Um, you know, how much Bitcoin could I buy with that? And I mean, there's people that I've spoken to. I think once you have, I think once, first of all, once you've been in Bitcoin a while, that's when your mindset starts to change and you see the future you're not sort of buying Bitcoin to get, you know, get rich quick, air quotes. Um, but, you know, you see the, the long-term value of Bitcoin and you want to then, you kind of assess your life, don't you? And you're like, oh, what, what is a necessity nowadays? Um, and I'm glad, I'm, I I'm, no, I'm not the only one who feels like that. I've heard that from a lot of Bitcoiners. I mean, do you, do you feel the same? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's- it yeah. changes it changes you so much and it does. how about uh like you're i mean you're, you're you're lucky enough as well to live still um where you grew up so you, mm-hmm. you grow you, you know your your friends of old uh your, your family i'm sure um close by your husband yeah. yeah do they like pick you up on certain things they're like what where's that coming from like where's old molly like do you know <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my husband does joke, I, I hope it's a joke, about Bitcoin being a cult um, because, <laughs> like, I can, you know, I can understand you once you, um, once you fully sort of immerse yourself in Bitcoin, you do, I mean, like I said at the beginning, you just, you just want your, your friends and family to, to realize and you want, you just want the best for them um, and you, you know, the, the Bitcoin is the answer. Um so, you know, there is stuff that I say and he's just like, he sounds like it's, you know, sounds a bit cultish today. <laughs> he's he, whenever I talk about this, you know, when you call like Bitcoin, the space, um, you know, he, he says that sounds cultish. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you're that passionate about something though, you can't, you can't help it. Can you? 
Um, I mean, I'm fully aware of what comes out of my mouth. It does sound culty. And I know, you know, it has always been a discussion. Is Bitcoin a cult? Blah, blah, blah. Um, but I don't think it is. I think it's just, you're just passionate about it. Um, and not from, not from trying to force it to, to work, to benefit, you know, yourself. It, Bitcoin's going to work regardless. It does its own thing. Everybody knows that. Um, but yeah, I think it really does just come down to you just want you just want other people to to wake up and uh, realize that there's just more to life and there's a better life out there. Um, but I do sound culty, don't I? <laughs> but yeah, that's I think that's probably the main thing. I think the more you learn as well. Um, well, first of all, the more you learn about Bitcoin, the the harder it becomes to explain Bitcoin. I mean, I get asked, you know, just explain Bitcoin in, in one sentence. And, you know, the more you learn, the harder it is because there's, there's so much to try and to try and like tell people. Um, but yeah, the more you the more you learn, you, the more you realize how <laughs> corrupt, for a better word, everything is. Um, and yeah, you just... You do want others to just realize too, but I don't know, each to their own and everybody, everyone sort of discovers Bitcoin in their own time, don't they? Which leads us nicely into the final question. Mm. If you had one orange pill, who would you give? If you had one orange pill left to give someone, who would you give it to and why? Oh, um, I know people are probably going to say, I think most people would probably say some big influential celebrity or something but I don't know I I would probably cut it up into tiny pieces and give it to like each member of my family so that they could (laughs) they could finally understand and uh you know benefit as well so yeah friends and family perfect answer (laughs) perfect answer Uh, so it's been great getting to know you Molly and Thank you so much for for coming on the show and stepping up and representing female British voices. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I there's hope not many of us, is there? There, there isn't. <laughs> there, although you do run, are you still doing this? Do you want do you want to shill what you do on a Friday on Clubhouse? Is that still going? Yeah, I'll shill. Um, yeah, so I actually, I'm sure everybody is aware of of Clubhouse, the the new phenomenon that is, and I was so I joined it. Um, whenever it came out and I what I think I realized is that it's very US focused all the sort of club all the um rooms and chats and whatever they're called were all weird hours you know like three o'clock in the morning um because they're all all US as you know Bitcoin is heavily there's a big Bitcoin US crowd out there um so they were all on Clubhouse and you know you sit there and being British you, you don't want to miss out but you also don't want to I think you're a bit modest sometimes aren't you so I was like, right, I'm going to uh, try and create a UK Bitcoin community for Clubhouse um, so that we can actually have decent conversations at normal times. Uh, so, yeah, I at the moment, um, I run a sort of weekly Bitcoin chat every Friday lunchtime at one o'clock on Clubhouse um, just to talk about what's gone on. I mean, there's always something to talk about what's gone on, what's happened in Bitcoin that week, you know, just from a UK perspective, um, it's it's, inter- it's it's actually a really good chat, I think, as well. You know, like you said before, a lot of people um, who are Bitcoiners are quite 
they don't they don't know many other bitcoiners in this um in real life you know can be quite lonely so i think something like clubhouse where you can get involved and you can actually have discussions with other people about bitcoin um is great it really helps grow that community um so yes yeah, so i host that every friday at the moment it's just once a week because obviously i've got coin corner commitments and personal commitments being a wife being a mum, <laughs> everything else that happens um so yeah i host that just on a friday lunchtime um but that's always great fun so um you know anyone's welcome to come along it's like an open club um so yeah that's 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 my my contribution i think to the uk bitcoin community love it well thanks for doing yeah. that thank you so wh- where can people come and find you what's the best way to reach out okay so mainly on twitter um coin corner molly that's where you'll find me and the real one always look for me i've got a lot of impersonators at the moment do you (laughs) yeah that's a real problem um but i think i'm not the only one i think everyone's i see a lot of people struggling with this issue um but yeah if you as long as you have a look and if there's one that's tweeting bad puns and terrible memes that's me um yeah mainly on twitter uh is where I hang out and always happy to have a chat with anybody about anything, really. I just like to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for coming on, Molly. It's been great to get to know you. And uh, yeah, I look forward to the next one. And I'll try and drop in on one of your clubhouses. I've dropped in on one before, but um, I've just not been able to make it back. So I will put that in the diary and and try and uh, show up next week. Yeah, that'd be great to have you there. Great, cool. Catch you soon. Daniel, bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening and thank you again, Molly, for coming on and doing the interview. Brilliant to get a female voice on the show. As always, even better, even sweeter, even sweeter, excuse me, even sweeter that it was a British accent, another Brit coiner. Guys, if you've not, if you're not following Molly, go find her on Twitter at CoinCornerMolly and make sure you go check out CoinFloor. Uh, They're offering a great service based in the Isle of Man. If you're in the Isle of Man, I'm sure you can swing by the offices, say hi, have a beer, meet the team. And it sounds as though there's a lot going on on that island right now, uh, which is uh, very exciting. The citadels will rise. Well, we'll leave it there. Thanks again, Molly, for coming on. Everybody, please go to once-bitten.com. Check out the sponsors of the show on the sponsors tab. You'll find some extra companies there that are giving away uh, a few discounts on their products. And please do check out the main sponsors. You know who they are by now. It's coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten. It's swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten. It's relay, R-E-L-A-I dot C-H forward slash bitten. And probably the most important thing you guys could do to protect your stack is get it onto a hardware wallet, not your keys, not your coins. That Turkish exchange did go down. It wouldn't have affected you if you had your keys. Hardware wallet, Bitbox 02, Bitcoin only edition, shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bitten. Go make it happen, guys. It's very important. Thank you for listening. <laughs>